Welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast. This is our birthday episode. Birthday episode, it's my birthday. For a Virgo boy. Virgos are the best. Virgos um, are very, very um, organised people, as are Capricorns. But you're, I feel like Virgos are organised in a very methodical, kind of organised, like, labelling things way. And that's, that's so you. You have it all of your yeah, DVDs categorised into genres, and then sometimes they're categorised into um, directors, and sometimes they're in... Yeah. <laughs> that's true, I do like to organise. And then Mum likes to label food in the fridge on the different shelves. Yeah, she's also Virgo. Well, to all the Virgos out there... Hi, and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. Uh, for those listening for the first time, this is a theatre podcast. I'm Oscar. I'm Alice. And we go and see theatre, or at least we do now, post And we're siblings. And we're siblings. And we're only 22 months apart. Oh, are we? Yeah, because yeah. you're turning 33 today, and I'm 34. And we go see theatre, we review it, we tell you uh, what shows to see, cheap seats to find, what's worth seeing, what's not. What's opening and when to book it, because sometimes people are like, oh, I really wanted to see that. And I'm like, well, you've left it too late. You needed to have booked that the day it went on sale. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, we had an unsuccessful booking <laughs> oh, for yeah. Macbeth and Almeida. That was really disappointing. But we'll tell you about uh, there's some later date, uh, later booking periods for that. We'll mention that maybe at the end. But yeah. um, I see a wrapped Oh, yes, gift. here's your present. <sighs> I thought I'd give it to you on the podcast because it is theatre related. Ooh. Is it a cat's jumper? You wish. I used to have a teacher at school that wore a cat's a cat's jumper. Miss Ives. No, oh. uh, he was called Mr. Burke. Oh, what a and he was a name. bit of a Burke, and he would only wear it on days he was doing drama. It was his like drama teacher uniform. Do you know what I mean? It's cats. It's cats jumper. Oh wait a minute! It is some sort of um, apparel. Apparel. It's a t-shirt. Oh, it's a Jaws t-shirt. That's cool. I mean, how, that's not theatre related. It is. Is it? And this leads me into. My top tip of the week. Oh. No, you can't open that second one yet. Okay. okay. Do your top tip then. Okay, so the my oh top my God, tip of the week... Oh they're doing Jaws the play? They are. No. It's, it's a comedy. It's a play. It was originally in the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019, mm-hmm. and it's now doing a limited run at the Ambassador's Theatre, and it's called The Shark is Broken. Oh. It's a Sonia Friedman production, and it's written by Joseph Nixon and Ian Shaw. And Ian Shaw is the son of Robert Shaw... Who was mm. in Jaws? Oh, and cool. the play is set on Cape Cod, and they're shooting Jaws, and the whole um, the production sort of stalled because the mechanical shark broke oh, breaks, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a true story, isn't it? Oh, okay, so this is like the story of the making of yeah. Jaws. And oh, apparently, they just cynical. it's really funny, and they keep on getting drunk, and then there's I think a lot of it's taken from the diary entry of like actually oh, how when yeah. it was on the set. Oh, it just looks so much fun! It's had Amazing. five star reviews from when it was in Edinburgh Fringe. It's only on for fourteen weeks. Starting so from... it starts in October, mm-hmm. on the 9th of October. By Christmas, it's gone. It but does really sound like a good show this. because it's and like... it is selling out. It's theatre and... Theatre and film, two of my favourite things. You know, like film history, but as done on stage, it does sound like my thing. And I love this t-shirt. I mean, that is just one of the all-time classic film posters, isn't it? Yeah, you loved that when you were little, didn't you? I mean, I loved it and well, it also ruined my life. By it. it gave me nightmares for... Years and years and years. I liked it a bit more when I was older, but I watched it when I was way too young. Yeah. I think it's too scary. Was that because of our cousins? Yeah. Yeah. They showed it to us. I remember thinking, they said, oh, she watched Jaws. I had no idea what that was. I remember thinking it was going to be about a dog, like Beethoven. I was thinking, okay, jaw, like the jaws of a dog, smiling. Oh, 
and it was not that. But why? Why didn't I watch it? Where was I? Do you I? not remember? I don't remember there? watching it at all. Oh God, I do. I bet I fell asleep. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So if you want to go and see the shark is broken, I suggest you have a look on Today Ticks or um, actually the the tickets on their own website seem to be cheaper than some of the Today Ticks. It's very confusing. Mm. You do have to be careful. I always start with the actual theatre's own website. I Don't go on like go London Theatre or some of the other websites. They sell them for a little bit more. Yeah. See, I think on um, Today Ticks they were at forty pounds, but directly on the website thirty two pounds mm-hmm. fifty. Always compare and contrast. So that is starting on the 9th of October, and, and I think that runs it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and that's also good for people who it's going to have such a wide appeal because the film is one of the most successful films of all time. So it's the sort of thing that people will want to go to because everyone knows Jaws. Oh yeah, it's a huge blockbuster. Mm, okay. Great, so there's one more present as well. Oh good, so I can open this one now. Yeah. That's all I've been thinking about this whole time, just looking at that thinking, what is it? could segue into doing a sort of ASMR podcast. This is the sort of thing people do on those ASMR videos, oh, isn't it? Oh, you have it? to do it a lot ripping, slower. Ripping paper. Whispering. Succulent. Juices. <gasps> oh, I love this stuff. This is Bloody Mary's uh, spice mix. It's Cox's original Bloody Mary spicer. Mm-hmm. And it's got all the kind of like, oh, we do love a Bloody Mary. This is like, if you're, is if you're into Bloody Marys, you need to find this. It's, all, it's just such a good quick go-to to add in flavour. It's tamarind, chilli peppers, horseradish, sugar, vinegar. It's just like the perfect Bloody Mary spicer. Mm. Mm. Haven't had this for ages. I thought that would be really appropriate, maybe, because you can make a cocktail with it later, is what I'd like. <sighs> okay, yeah, okay, it feels good. like a Bloody Mary kind of day. It does, doesn't it? So, that was your top tip. That was my top tip. That was tip. great. I like that it was themed with the present as well. Do you think the t-shirt's going to fit you? Hope so. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Okay, good. Sure it will. Okay, so let's talk about... We went to see two shows. One has closed, which was um, the new Wise Children Emma Bagdad Rice production. Cafe. Baghdad Cafe. That's closed, but we'll talk about what we thought about that. Mm-hmm. But first, we'll talk about a show that's still on, and it's one of the hottest tickets in town. It is Anything Goes that is on at the Barbican. Starring Sutton Foster. Robert Lindsay. Felicity Kendall. And Gary Wilmot. They're the kind of big names above the title in that one. This is a very famous production from Broadway 2011 but I think I talk about that a little bit when we're there so we did a live recording because it was one of the first big shows we went to see we thought we need to kind of get the live buzz of this one because everyone's talking about this production so let's just throw now to um, us this is us in the interval of anything goes at the Barbican So we are here at the Barbican and it is the interval of Anything Goals. Hottest show in town. And the audiences are buzzing. Oh my God, there was a standing ovation before the curtain had come down on that last number. Yeah, well, Anything Goes, the, the titular number was incredible. Let's just dive in straight I mean, yeah, back. let's just talk about that. It was, I think it lasted probably about five, mi- five six minutes. There was like a, a, a sort of break almost halfway through where people just started clapping halfway through yeah. it. Every single member of cast was on stage doing an immaculate <laughs> tap routine. And that's what people have come for, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you're paying your money amazing. for, and is that Anything Goes number. But yeah. this whole production is... Um, so this is the Broadway production from 2011, oh. um, and it's directed by Kathleen Marshall, who is Robert Marshall's sister. Robert from Marshall, who directed Chicago, yeah. Who Her did dynasty. the choreography? She did the choreography and directed Kathleen Marshall. The choreography Marshall. is so cool. I think it feels like a sort of on the town Robert um, Fred Astaire type. It's got a real classic yeah. feel, doesn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. So she directed Sutton Foster, yeah. starred in it in 2011, is won Sutton a Tony Foster Award. A professional dancer. 
Yeah, she's a trained Broadway dancer. She was an understudy in Thoroughly Modern Millie, and then the lead oh. couldn't go on, and she kind of rose to fame through that. She I kind of basically took the lead role. Yeah, so she won a Tony Award for this, and she's come over to do it here. I think it's her West End debut, I want to say, and she's incredible. So we're not in the West End. This is, is Barbican not West End? No. Is it not? It's not count as so. West End. I don't know, actually. It's I mean, really we're East. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but this feels like a big, it, it feels does. like a Broadway production. It does feel like a big West End show. It does feel like one. The set is gorgeous. If you ever wonder what it would be like to go have been on a cruise back in the day. 1920s. 1920s, being in a, a cabin with lovely lacquered wood and silk mm-hmm. sheets, that you get that feeling from this, yeah, don't you? Yeah, and the costumes. The attention to detail is really good. The attention to detail is incredible. The whole thing just feels expensive lush it's really good the whole thing is just great the ensemble is massive and fantastic and yeah i think everyone's loving it good it's just so rare to see a show like like this isn't it well, this is yeah it's With, like you big, know it's a bit like big. the last thing we saw like this was 42nd street i guess yes because we just went to see sing in the rain it was in our last episode wasn't it mm. and that's like a big broadway but it's just in a slightly different way that's like more filmic more dance more, more filmic That's whereas the word. this is pure Classic Broadway stage Broadway baby yeah I mean Carl Porter's music's just like gorgeous as well and we've I lo- got amazing seats haven't we Oscar yeah these are really good I would recommend these we will um, they're first circle on the sides and yeah they're really good we've got, a, we've great got a great view. view it's good to be a little bit raised up to be able to see it all see the routines yeah loving it and I've got great leg room yeah I mean so yeah, much I'm liking the barbican. This is it's very comfortable. So um, yeah, basically this this production is as good as everyone says it is. I just if um, that if we've just seen that last routine, how are they going to top that for the next act? How? I know. What, so what other big songs have we got coming up? I think, think the next big one is um, Blow Gabriel Blow. That's like a big sort of a bit like the Sit Down You're Rocking the Boat kind of. Okay. It's like a gospely number. I think that'll be big. And then I'm assuming they'll reprise anything goes at the end oh, like I want a to see bit. that whole thing all over again I want to see that whole thing again that dance number was incredible was if this was Foster a film I'd be like let's lead. rewind it and watch that all over again yeah so yeah. good so good so this is a real classy production um, and I'm absolutely loving it I am I, mean, I can't wait to see what happens I don't know anything like I don't know how much I mean yeah the story of story of anything goes is all over the place isn't it it's yeah, crazy like, it's one of those classic how are they going to tell all these story like tie them all up oh they the will end. with a song and then there's a little dog in it somewhere that will make a reappearance somewhere, yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, loving, oh, it. loving um, it. We'll come back at the end to give our final thoughts. Yeah. So, as you can hear, that's the on-tracked. The show's over. Um, the second half was even better than the first. Yeah, I agree. That was I mean, really, really good fun. And that opening number, you know, you were saying go, yes. Blow Gabriel Blows. Yeah. Was not prepared for that. that I know, because you were saying, like, how will they top the end of Act One? Well, and they did. Um, they, did. they really did. It's just a huge dance number. But you know what? This is a proper, like, Broadway musical. I just, I think the choreography is the bit that's, made, yeah. that's really done it for me tonight. And it's Broadway choreography. I don't know what it is about it. It just feels Broadway, the choreography. Well, now that you've told me that it's the wife of Robert... Um, Mar- sister of Rob Marshall. Sister of Rob Marshall, who's the choreographer and director of Chicago, the film, I'm like, this it has echoes of that. That Catherine Zeta-Jones moment when she's... Yeah, it's just um, like... Yeah. It's that classic Broadway style. It's kind of just a bit like... It's got pizzazz. But it's with a modern shoulder shrug. Woo! Yeah, but with a modern shoulder shrug and a bit of sexiness thrown in. It's got sexiness. It's not like full camp, but it's got like... It's got elements of everything, but it's that Broadway, Broadway choreography. And it's well worth the money. 
it is I'm just so happy we saw it literally everyone's leaving this theatre buzzing oh um, every, it's a standing ovation everyone's oh, the on the feet at the end on the feet. it's incredible There's not, there wasn't a spare seat in here either I, I'm so full, happy we came to see house. this so happy we came to see it I mean, what a night what a thing to see just brilliant just brilliant that'll stay in my memory forever it's going to be one of the ones I remember for sure a little bit like we always talk about like the memory we have of seeing um, you know that sit down you're rocking the boat number when we saw it at the National Theatre when we were yeah. younger we always talk about exactly. that the, that electric feeling in the audience that we felt that this night this has that this has that like when the when the p- applause is going on between num- like at yeah. the end of a number mid show yeah. and it's going on just that bit longer because yeah. people are you so know. yeah yeah there's a there's a real atmosphere um Everyone's got to come. You've got to come see this. If you love musicals at all, this is a classic, and this production is classy. I kind of want to see it again. Oh my god, I kind of <laughs> do as well. I'm considering. I'm considering too. So that was our reaction, our live reaction to Anything Goes, and it's now been a week or so since we saw, uh, saw that, and I'm still, like we said, it's one of those things that we just thought this is going to be so memorable and I'm still kind of I'm still buzzing off having seen it I still think about it all the mm. time I've still got the urge to go back and see it again which is what happens when I see something I love I just mm-hmm. the minute I finish I'm like oh I wish I could do it again because it, it gives you that instant rush and yeah. you just like of seeing that kind of spectacle and it is on until October 31st I want to say yes but Sutton Foster's only in it until the 10th of October oh yes yeah, so she's only until 10th and as we mentioned in our kind of live review she is the absolute out-and-out star. The supporting cast and the ensemble were brilliant. There are 50 cast members in this and they all come on stage at some points and do an incredible choreography numbers. Like, amazing, amazing tap. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. But yeah, she is the she's the one that you can't take your eyes off. She's just so beautiful and... I don't know, she's got star quality. She does have star quality. Mm. So you've got until the 10th of October to see her. Now, there's been no word yet on who is going to replace her. And I wonder what they'll do, whether they will have her understudy take over the role and just kind of keep the production as is, or whether they're going to try and get, or, you know, get an unknown, or whether they will try and find uh, some sort of star, maybe a West End, well, a well-known West End performer to step in, or whether you just go for... For an actor who... I have no idea. And the thing is, is that you could get somebody, from, from my opinion, I think you'd want somebody that's either an amazing singer, mm-hmm. so that when those song and, and the dancing bits, which are huge numbers, they would have to change because the choreography yes. right now that Sutton's doing is top notch. Yeah. She's so gone flat out. Yeah. So they'd have to, if they got an amazing singer, but somebody that wasn't a trained dancer, they'd have to change that. Or I'd, I'd take somebody that's not as good a singer, but will mm-hmm. nail those routines. It'll be very interesting to see. But if you want to see Sutton, and of course we would highly recommend that because she is the, she's a star. Yeah. Um, you've got until the 10th. Now tickets, we, we kind of roughly mentioned the ones we were in were £65. I think um, they're like £95 now. It's 65 on a weekday. Oh, okay. And if you want to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because there's Sunday matinees for this, they go up quite a lot. So if you're planning a weekend thing, you're going to have to spend more money. So weekdays are cheaper. They have some ticket offers. They do a Today's Ticks Rush. Thea oh, went yes. to see it. Our she got rush tickets. And she got £25 and she sat, I think, on the front row. Or yeah. Row. So that's your cheap option. But I would also say it's worth the money. If you're thinking about doing a big birthday for someone or, um, you know, splashing out, this is worth it. Like we said, we're really tempted to go again. So... That was Anything Goes. It was brilliant. We actually the next day went to see a show that we had booked a long time ago, which was Wise Children, which is Emma Rice's company. People might know Emma Rice from her time with Knee High Theatre, which is sadly now dissolved, mm-hmm. or her time as artistic director at 
Shakespeare's Globe. And this is their new production, which was called Baghdad Cafe, which is based on a film from late 80s, I think, about a German woman who's in the Nevada desert outside Vegas, gets abandoned by her husband and turns up at this cafe that's in the middle of nowhere. There's a woman there and I think her husband's sort of walked out on her. She's got two young daughters and it's kind of about how a friendship grows between all these characters. It's kind um, of like a misfits hotel. Yeah. And they're all kind of... And they find a way to make it They've all got their own problems and they're all kind of working through them together. And... It was kind of a little bit, it reminded me a little bit of No Country for Old Men in that like some of the songs were quite kind of, do you remember, not No Country for Old Men, what am I Yeah, I was about of? to say, that's a weird one no. with Javier Bardem. What's the Bob Dylan musical? Girl from the North Country. Girl from North Country. Yes, because that was set in a guest house as well. Yes, and yeah, it was So quite... this is like Emma Rice, it had that, uh, a bit of live music, a bit of puppetry, a bit of yeah. dance, a bit of mime, quite a lot of mime, as it, um, which I think is actually, a uh, thing is, we just, it's not on anymore. And we love Emma Rice, but we just weren't blown away by it. And following on from Anything Goes, it wasn't... Yeah, if I was being... if When I am a critical reviewer and people are like asking me for quotes, my quote for this would be, Baghdad Cafe equals bad. <laughs> That's not as snappy as you think it is. Okay. Baghdad Cafe, how about Bad Bad Cafe? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't great. It was a bit of a shame. And I'll tell you what it is. It's something to do with the fact that Emma Rice, um, a lot of her style of direct, it's so visual. They mm-hmm. use a lot of uh, mime. Well, they don't use a lot of dialogue. But this story was too nuanced and complicated and small to explain without any dialogue. There just needed to be more dialogue. I wasn't really following... I was following the story, this woman's abandoned, but why? I was. I needed more character development and that kind of had to be done through words because I wasn't getting it through anything else like do you remember that bit where this woman's lost in the woods and she's looking for directions and then those kind of three ensemble cast come out in masks and they're all pointing to different ways mm-hmm. that lasted so long and i was like yes i get it i get it it's all yeah. too improvised or not improvised like it's workshopped. too workshopped theater that's exactly the word i'm looking for and i don't like it. it yeah it just didn't have the sparkle of wise children the first production that wise children did their self-titled first production had this kind of a bit more sparkle, a bit more pizzazz. This just didn't quite have that. And it was more just that I emotionally didn't ever get into any of the characters. No, me neither. And like some storylines were just totally left. Like there was a baby and you mm-hmm. never kind of really, like who she but wasn't really. There was the reveal of who the baby's mother was, but that didn't, oh, because I hadn't clocked who it was, we were supposed to think it was. No. It just, nothing was clear enough. But to them, look, and maybe if you've seen the film, you'll watch this and because you know the bare bones story and, you know all the beats. When they do it their way, you kind of understand what's happening. But if you don't know the film, I was just... It was the character's motivations I wasn't understanding from what was being presented to us. It just wasn't... uh, It just didn't quite gel for me in any way. So I don't think we need to say much more about that, other than I always like to see an MRI's production, so I'm glad we saw it. And I will always book to see her next thing. And I'm glad I saw this one for kind of a completist's sake, I guess. It just wasn't up there with anything else of theirs that I've seen. How's this? Baghdad? Get back in the bag. No, even worse. Oh, okay. You're getting worse than A bad, bad, bad dad cafe. Bad, bad cafe was... A bad bad day for Baghdad cafe. (laughs) Yeah. Keep working on that one. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, so that was those were the two shows we saw. Um, I don't know what we've got booked coming up next. We need to get on. Some Where's things. my cocktail? Where's the cocktail <sighs> section of this in, of this podcast? You're, I feel like you're rounding things up, and we haven't even had a cocktail. 
Oh, I've yeah, got okay. stuff I want to talk about. Let's finish up. I've got me. No, I've I've got more things that we need. No, to let's finish up with a cocktail. I'll make us a cocktail, yeah. and then we can we can wrap this. And then we can up. come back and wrap this up. Yeah, because I've got another little birthday surprise, <gasps> which I was going to give you after the cocktail. Okay. Yeah. So this is made with this new Cox's Bloody Mary spice you bought me. And this is a Bloody Mary, the Anything Goes Bloody Mary. And to sort of tie in with Anything Goes, which is set aboard a cruise ship, um, we've used Clamato juice, which is tomato juice with uh, some clam, like clam liquor in it. The liquor that from the clam, like clam juice, basically. Yeah. Which sounds, to anyone who doesn't like fish... It's not for you, but I kind of... It just adds... If you like oysters, you'd love this. Yes, it adds a slight brininess, mm. a slight salty brininess, which is just lovely. I love Clamato juice. And with this Mary Cox Bloody Mary mix, it's delicious. And then for the garnishes, I thought, do I just do a plain celery stick? I thought, no, anything goes. Let's do a pickle and a cocktail onion, just for that extra oh, vinegary, yeah. like, mmm. So, yeah, oh, just Bloody Marys are the best. And if you don't like them... You need to get into them. You, or you haven't had one made properly. Oh, 100%. Because sometimes people are like, oh, it just tastes like some tomato soup. And I'm like, yeah, you need a good one. You need the flavour, the spice, mm. the squeeze of lemon to give it a bit of acidity. The... the salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like also this is a kind of, because it's a classic drink, I feel like they would have drank this on on board that Oh, do you know what? Ship. They definitely would have done in those in that day. And they would have done As it a probably with... drink. Yeah, but they'd have done like Jeeves and Worcester where you put a raw egg in. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That's like, that's a real hangover cure kind of thing. Like, get some protein in you. Right, are you ready for your final birthday present? Yes, please. Pull that out. What's in this envelope? It's a ticket. Oh, to bed knobs and broomsticks. No, in Woking. Yes. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot wait. I was just saying this yesterday I that I want to see bed knobs and broomsticks. I know, and I was thinking, sitting there being like, yes. Oh my god, I love this little ticket you've made. It's oh, cute, isn't it? Because everyone's just doing bloody online tickets nowadays, oh, which I makes know. it very hard to gift theatre tickets. That's so exciting. I absolutely love that film. And I'm excited about this one because I've heard really good reviews and that the um, what they've done with the tricks and the, you know, the, the flying and yeah... Um, they've used the same person that does the Harry Potter. Play. Oh, Cursed Child, That's which it. is famous for its magic. Yeah, and also this, it is a Disney theatrical production or Disney theatrical co-production, and they. They're, that's what they're known for. If you think of like the carpet in Aladdin, mm-hmm. the stage production, um, the Beauty and the Beast was famous for the transformation effect. And they've added some new so, songs, but as, mm-hmm. they'll be our favourites as well. Yeah, plus the lost song that didn't make it into the film, uh, "Step in the Right Direction." Oh, you can hear it. They use the um, the motif of it in other sections of the film, but they lost the actual. They cut it. They it didn't make it into film because the film was too long. It is a long film. And then when they tried to reinstall it, they'd lost the negatives of it. So they have the recording, but not the actual footage. They weren't able to restore it. Oh, that's such a good story. I didn't know that. Yay. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my God. I've had such a good go of birthday presents. Thank you. Amazing. I love giving presents. Oh, thank you so much. Happy birthday. Oh, well, that's a great end to the podcast. So at some point, we'll have a review of Bed Knobs and Broomsticks for you then. And uh, we'll find tour dates and stuff because it is going around the country. I've already seen on some Instagram people we follow. We follow lots of theatre people, of course. It's been... It's started this tour and it's getting good reviews and it's going all over. Oh, that's amazing. We'll have a review of Bed Knobs and Broomsticks coming up and anything else we book to go and see. Because the next yes. thing we've 
Oh, uh, we were talking you? about the Almeida trying to book Macbeth. We were unsuccessful. Oh, we had three people across that. We were like all yeah. looking on our phones at the same time. So they've got another booking period coming at the end of September, maybe 28th. Look that up on their website. And that's your next chance to try and get tickets for the next section of the run. And then they have another go in October to try and get the tickets. It's kind of an interesting concept, though, of doing this delayed release um, so that all the tickets don't just disappear right at the beginning. I kind of like it. I quite like it too. But I do hope The reason we that we're trying that. so hard to get tickets to see this is, first of all, we love the Almeida Theatre. Mm-hmm. It's in North London near Angel, so it's just a really nice theatre for us to get to. You don't have to go into central London. It's a really cool venue. They do interesting things there. And this um, production of Macbeth is starring the big, big Hollywood star... Sir Ronan. Sir Ronan. And I love Sir Ronan. And it is also directed by Yale Farber, who did uh, that production at The Young Vic that we really liked. What was that called? The one that was sort oh, of set on Blood the mountain. Wedding. Blood Wedding. That was one of the best things I've ever yes, seen. Yes, she's directing. So yeah, we'll try and book book that. So yeah, until next time, um, thanks again for listening to the Edica podcast. It's lovely to be back. This is only our second episode back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening. If there's anything you'd like us to go and see or any advice you'd like on tickets or where to sit in a theatre, please do let us know. Um, we've been to like every theatre in London and we've taken photos from all our seats so we can tell you where's good to sit. Absolutely. And until next time, follow us on Instagram if you're not already at Theatre Club Podcast. And until next time... Thanks for listening and happy birthday to me. Yay, bye.